0: You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast PXN, Episode E9. I'm Roshan, aka Roro, and I'm joined today by the Pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, Dan the Halo Man, Daniel Prendle, and the host of Large Popcorn, and our newest co host, Christian. How are you doing today, guys? Great. Nice. Hello. nice Hello, hello. How does it feel to join the PXN family? How does it feel, Christian? Exciting, but also very (laughs) nerve-wracking. Nothing to be nervous about at all. We are, as as we talked about before the show started, technical difficulties just left, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes. Uh, But yeah, big thank you to everyone listening and watching live. We record every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, on Twitch. Just search up Podcast PXN and you shall find us. I don't know if we're still live on Periscope. It's a possibility that we are still the only people still using that because apparently that was something that was supposed to be shut down months ago. (laughs) But so far we've been live on Twitter as well. So just search up Podcast PXN and you'll be able to find us. Uh, The topic of the show is E3 predictions. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about E3 2021 predictions. Before we get to that, we always start off with the PXN news of the week. The week, I kept it pretty light this week so we can get straight to the E3 predictions faster. But let's go ahead and jump right into it. So starting off this week was Sonic Central news. This happened on Thursday last week on a very busy Thursday. There were some other announcements I would we'll get to later in the show as well. But Sonic Central happened last week Thursday. I'm pretty sure. And yeah, they announced a couple of stuff. Uh, the biggest one, obviously, was the Sonic uh, project by Sonic Team that a lot of people are calling Sonic Rangers. Uh, I mm-hmm. Previously, Sonic Zap at the time when we didn't know too much, but apparently there was a leak on... Uh, I forget what site it was, but somebody was able to find out that this project is probably called Sonic Rangers, and a lot of details have come out about it being potentially open world. So people are very excited about that, myself included. Um, There's a couple of other news, like Sonic collaborations with the 2020 Olympic Games uh, video game, Two Point Hospital, Judgment, the the Yakuza spinoff. Sonic Colors Ultimate was also announced for the Nintendo Switch, and that's coming later this year on September 7th. Um, And, of course, the Sonic Origins collection that has Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and Knuckles, and Sonic CD as well. Um, They announced a couple of animated projects as well, but... We talk about games here, so I'll ask you guys, Daniel, were you interested in any of these announcements? Did anything stick out to you? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'd say the most
0: exciting thing to me is the, uh, the main team, this main Sonic team making a mainline Sonic game again, because I feel like it's been so long since we've gotten like a really good Sonic game and I've kind of fallen off of Sonic for a long time now. So like, I'm ready to jump back back into that and see like what a modern Sonic actually looks like. And I know the, the Sonic, what is it? Colors, uh, Ultimate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's one that people are excited about because I that's a well-regarded uh, iteration. But I never played that, so maybe maybe that's something I jump back into just to uh, check that out and, and get me excited for a, a brand new mainline Sonic game from Team Sonic. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see what it is for sure.
1: Yeah, me too, uh, Christian. I know uh, the last time you were on, I think we talked about a little bit how we both enjoy Sonic, Sonic Heroes, namely. Um, so how excited were you for this Sonic Central and the things that were announced? First of
2: all, I'm really sad that you um, skipped over the fact that we have Sonic Bling, which I think is the, the biggest announcement for me. I can't wait to, <laughs> to rock some Shadow the Hedgehog yes. around my neck. <laughs> Forgot um, about the King Ice collaboration, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but two, um, I think I was a little disappointed from the actual like Sonic Central news, but it's entirely my fault. That's because... like. Mm. Like Ro mentioned, I was a big Sonic Heroes fan and Sonic Adventure 2 fan, like many others. Uh, and then Cam Hawkins and I did ourselves dirty by predicting that like, we would get sequels to both those games, which obviously didn't happen. Um, but I am very excited to see what th- new 3D Sonic uh, is going to look like. And also exciting, uh, through like YouTube breakdowns, that this may be a new uh, redesign for uh, 3D Sonic, which is uh, has me curious.
1: Yes, me as well, me as well. Sean, do you have any, anything from the Sonic Central that you're excited for at all? Um, I, I've never been a big Sonic
3: guy, personally. Uh, mostly because, uh, at least in the 90s, it was either you were a Nintendo boy or a Sega boy. Like, Sega um, boy. Yeah. So obviously I was Nintendo um, for most of it. Obviously, I did play, though, the Sonics. I love Sonic Mania. Uh, that was actually, for the longest time, my second most played Switch game behind, obviously, Breath of the Wild. Um, so I'm happy that PlayStation Now users are going to get that, uh, all three of them. Uh, so that's, that's great that they get that game for it. And I actually do like the collection that was announced for with Sonic CD, Sonic the Hedgehog three and Knuckles and all that only because like Daniel, you were talking about this about two weeks ago with game preservation and stuff. And I know you and I kind of, kind of went a little back and forth on it, but stuff like this, this is the type of game preservation that I can always get behind When kids these days have never experienced these games, and granted, it's not the same as playing it like on a Genesis or Saturn or anything like that, but you still get that opportunity to experience those games and understand why people hold Sonic in such high regard. Um, But we all know the number one seller on that game is going to be Sonic at the Olympic Games because for some (laughs) odd reason, those sell amazing. I don't get it. I played them like twice, I think, in my life, but and I don't find them fun.
0: Did anyone else see that like co- the Sonic costume in, in uh, Sonic yeah. at the Olympics yeah. and be like, like, what am I watching? Because I missed <laughs> that it was the Olympics game for a second, and I was like, wait a minute, is this a new <laughs> Sonic game? I was like, what the heck?
1: yeah, R- yeah. I'm wrong, but this is just the the Olympics just the Olympic game? Olympic, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep.
1: So it's not like Mario and other people will be showing up or Sonic characters will be showing up. It's literally just like it's like think Olympic They think already did the Sonic and Mario
3: game. Yeah last year yeah yeah because that's mm-hmm. what obviously olympics were supposed to be yeah
1: so it is it is definitely jarring to see the costume version of sonic yeah. but i also <laughs> kind of get it because it's like based on the the real olympics instead of the the spin-offs that they do but yeah it, it was definitely weird i saw a lot of memes spawned from that and it was pretty funny <laughs> Um, but moving on to our next story, Crisis Trilogy is coming later this year. Crytek has announced that remasters of Crisis One, Crisis Two, and Three will be bundled together as a Crisis Remastered Trilogy as a standalone purchase in Fall 2021. These are coming to the PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PC. All three Crisis games will play uh, even smoother on PS5 and Xbox Series S. So it wasn't too long ago that we got Crisis Remastered, the the first one. I'm pretty sure we already came yep. out, I'm pretty sure, right? On yes. on Switch and, and other places. So now it's pretty great that we're getting uh the sequels as well and all bundled together in, in one package, which is oh, wait no. Are they being bundled together? I also yes. saw that they were okay. I, think I think also I... saw they'll be purchased separately Separate. as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have the option. So that's pretty great, especially if you've already gotten the first one. Yep. Um but yeah I, I'm also I'm always surprised that these games are coming to the Switch as well, which is great to have shooters on the Switch. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, Daniel, are you excited for the Crisis Remaster? Oh, I know he is. Yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> very excited. I I think we talked about this a couple
0: weeks ago. I was so excited about freaking uh Crisis Two, the possibility of Crisis Two being remastered, and now that we're actually getting it, I'm excited for it. Uh, I still think Crisis Three was a pretty good game, but uh, Two was my favorite, and like one. I I always attribute uh, Crisis One to like Mass Effect One, like it had a solid foundation and solid story and all of that. But like the mechanics, like the mechanics don't really hold up to to today's standards. And Crisis Two was like such a big leap, just like Mass Effect Two was such a big leap. So I'm very excited for this and go back and play some Crisis Two uh and maybe some crisis three we'll see we'll see how it goes uh it is it does suck a little bit but that there's uh i don't think there's multiplayer in this collection uh because i did have a lot of fun in the multiplayers back then uh i played in like three different beta tests for it uh that Crytek sent out because i was so excited for it and kept signing up for everything i could and yeah i can't wait for
2: it uh christian are you in the same boat Similar. I, I wasn't. I never played Crisis One, but Two and Three were like fantastic, and I, I I credit that to the Crytek engine being like one of like my favorites because it's like so gorgeous. I remember back when Crisis Three was dropping, um, I was like, this is it. This is the best games we'll ever look. Um, so like, I'm I'm so excited to see that on running on a PS Five console. And, yeah, I'm. I will for sure get my hands on it.
1: John, how about
2: you?
3: Uh, I'm actually in the exact same boat as Christian, uh, that I missed out on one, but I played two and three. Um, I enjoyed them. I didn't play any of the multiplayer or anything like that. I, of course, thought they were, like, the most beautiful things. Even when, I think it was the third one came to PS3, I was like, I didn't think the PS3 could even look like this. Or, like, I remember the first time that, I can't remember any of the characters' names, but I remember the first time you see water reflect and you're like, holy crap, uh, um, but more than likely, it's not going to be something that, um, I revisit, uh, just because I have a feeling next week, is it next week? I think Wretched and Clank releases whenever it is. That's going to keep me busy for a while. Mario Golf, uh, that comes out and then the Skyward Sword remake or remaster comes out too.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah. That's a remaster. I can get
1: behind. <laughs> it's uh, but speaking of remasters, Dragon Quest 3 uh, HD 2D Remake is uh, coming out soon, I, I hope. Um, yeah, Dragon Quest 3 is being remade for consoles, titled Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D Remake, and it looks gorgeous and made in the Octopath engine. This was announced at their Dragon Quest... Uh, little showcase that they did, I believe, Wednesday Night for Us, pretty early in Japan, but Wednesday Night for Us, where they announced Dragon Quest XII, they did some announcements for Dragon Quest X, which is still sticking in Japan. A lot of fans I saw were a little bit upset about that, but that's like their online Dragon Quest game, I'm pretty sure. But the HD 2D remake looks beautiful. Um, I'll talk about it in the games we're playing, but right now I'm playing Dragon Quest XI. I'm trying to get into this series because of things like this, Um, but after seeing this, I was like, the first thing that I said is this is what I want Pokemon remakes to look like when they go back to, like Diamond and Pearl for instance, this is what I imagine it to look like, don't make it like 3D just like make it really pretty sprites that's what I want to see when they remake stuff like that but I understand Nintendo's different um, but how about you guys, are you guys into Dragon Quest at all or how did you, what did you think about this, these announcements uh, Daniel, I'll start with with you Gosh. he's
0: pumped, I can tell
3: I can
1: tell, yeah. I can tell. <laughs> I, he loved uh, JRPG.
0: Yeah, I'm the worst person to ask about this because I've literally I don't know anything about Dragon Quest. But uh yeah, uh
1: I'm excited for people who are Dragon <laughs> Quest. <fans. Yeah. laughs> Sean or Christian, are either of you excited for uh for these uh, announcements? This
2: this makes me so happy. I was gonna ask, like, would you guys hate me if I said I never played a single Dragon Quest game? <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. But like uh, Daniel <laughs> uh, forgives uh, me for Mass Effect. You are forgiven for yeah. Dragon Quest. <laughs> I heard they're they're great, though. Like, I've always wanted to try one out. I just have never done it.
1: hmm Yeah. Sean, how about you? Uh, I am
3: actually in a the same boat as you, Roro. I mean, obviously, you and I kind of align when it comes to RPGs. And uh, I've never been into Dragon Quest Final Fantasy. It was kind of like, especially in the 90s, kind of button heads with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to get into 12 on the PS4. It just didn't click with me. Um... I don't know why, I mean, you could say the same thing about certain Final Fantasies as well, but seeing something made in a vein of Octopath Traveler, uh, which is one of my favorite games on the Switch, uh, I love that art style, I can't praise it enough. Um, It might be part of something with my predictions, we'll see here in a few. Uh, But I am uh, definitely looking forward to it. I kind of want to see what they're going to do as far as price-wise. I don't know if it's, since it's technically... Almost redone. It'll probably be a sixty dollars game, um, but we'll see a, kind of how reviews are. But it's something that's definitely on my mind for JRPG at the moment.
1: Yeah, me too. And I should say that eleven is the game that you're thinking about for PS4 because I forgot to even mention twelve was announced here. Dragon Quest Twelve. Sorry, yes, I had that. No, it's up. it's okay. And all they did was show a trailer, which is very, uh, you know, normal these days. Um, but they described it as Dragon Quest for adults. And as someone who is new to the series, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> has me excited. What that, whatever Maybe that it's is what Capcom did with Monster Hunter. I mean, Monster Hunter was a
3: very, it was a giant market, yeah. but it was still a very niche market until mm. World came out and
1: everybody played World. Could be that. And I'm, I'm very, very excited to see. What that could be especially as we'll talk about in the games we're playing, starting getting into uh, the series itself. But moving on to the next story Dying Light 2 gets a new title and release date. Dying Light 2 has been renamed Dying Light 2 Stay Human and will now be released on D- December 7, 2021, for PlayStation 5 and 4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and PC. So it wasn't too long ago. I think it was in March where they announced that they had something to show us. And what they had to show us was basically them saying, we're going to show you something very soon. And finally, <laughs> they're showing us uh, some some gameplay. Uh, and it looks great. So I was glad to wait. It looks fantastic. Uh, I love their their, uh, their little show that they did with uh, Leah, Leah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but I watch her on Twitch all the time. She's a great streamer and she hosted the uh, the Dying Light 2 event with uh, one of the voice actors and I love like the the background that they had I, I thought they really stepped it up for for that digital showcase um, but yeah are you guys excited for December 7th when Dying Light 2 comes out have you guys been anticipating this at all Daniel of Alaska that week. trailer
3: looked sweet yeah. not to interrupt but that trailer no, was actually that was a very good way yeah. to show off your game Yeah.
1: and
0: the crazy part is like I had thought that we hadn't seen this game since E3 2019 but then the trailer said, "Yes, we we've been quiet since E3 2019." I was like, "Oh gosh, I was actually right." <laughs> like that's insane how it's been over two almost two years now since we've seen this game like in a real capacity and yeah, I agree I agree with Sean, this was a great way to show it off and be like, "Yeah, here's our release date, it's coming this fall. Uh be excited." And i was very excited and i enjoyed the first game a lot uh the parkour elements of of it is just really cool uh as a fan of mirror's edge as long as along with a lot of other people as well uh thank you yes (laughs) uh that that just gets me really excited uh especially with some zombies out there so and it looks a lot more
2: polished than the first game from
0: what we've seen so far so yeah
2: very excited Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh last time we saw it, they talked a little bit about like a uh, some sort of karma system or something like that where yeah. uh doing a mission would affect uh like the following missions in, in different ways depending on what you did. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I that, remember that. That part really intrigues me about the the second one. That and like this game looks way more gorgeous than I remembered it back in mm-hmm. 2019. There's a moment in the trailer when their um the character has like one of these uh purple glow sticks. The zombies are like lit up and it looks fantastic i never finished the first one for some reason or another i put, for some reason or another i put that game down um but I'm, I'm a mirror's edge fan so like i love the mechanic systems for uh like parkouring so i i should be really into this by the time december 7th rolls around
3: yeah, I mean, I had, I did not have this on my radar, to be honest, like at all until I saw that video uh, or the trailer. And holy crap, that looked cool. You were talking about the, the, um, uh, did I point to the corner too when I did that? That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong uh, corner. <laughs> oh, dang it. It's switched. That corner, the, that was, co- there you go. Yeah. It's all switched around. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the, the karma system you're talking about, Christian, like, um, they were talking about like how there's three separate factions, and uh, in a sense, three different endings. But also like multiple ways the story can branch out with that too. And Daniel, I don't know if you're kind of like me right now with uh, finishing up Resident Evil Eight and getting a little bit of a horror fix. Finished. Uh, it's it, it definitely kind of scratches that itch because I am after beating that game. I like kind of want to jump into a couple more horror games. It just seems like anymore it's kind of walking simulation horror, such as, uh, what is it, Outlast and stuff like that. Uh, so having something where you're incredibly mobile in Dying Light, uh, that's going to be a blast.
1: And I will just mention that the uh, Dying Light Platinum Edition, which is usually $100, is going for $25 uh, right now. It's on sale, I think, two more days until the sale is over. So if there's anybody out there who hasn't played Dying Light You can get literally everything that's been released for that game for just $25 when it's usually $100. So that's a pretty good deal.
0: And some of the expansions for that game are really good too. Like the following was a really good expansion for that.
1: Definitely. So yeah, keep your... Well, don't keep your eye out. Go get it now if you you want (laughs) to play it. Uh, But yeah, moving on to the next story, Far Cry 6 gameplay and release date for October 7th. So... We got a couple of, we got a gameplay trailer at the Ubisoft uh, little thing that they did on YouTube where they counted down to another countdown for, you know, that was a big thing at the time. But the gameplay looked really cool. Far Cry usually isn't my cup of tea. Uh, I don't usually, honestly, Ubisoft games in general don't Mm -hmm. stick with me that much. Um, I I just find them kind of samey. But Far Cry 6 looks pretty cool. I gotta admit, it looks pretty cool. So maybe when October 7th rolls around, I may pick it up. Um, I love the main character that they have. But yeah, Daniel, were you going to say something? Roro,
0: how can you not love having a freaking crocodile as a
1: pet? That's what I'm saying. It looked (laughs) like the cute little dog that they had at the end, too. Like a lot of the things that were happening in the trailer kind of turned me on to it. (laughs) So we'll see when October 9th or October 7th comes around. But Daniel, it seems that you are pretty excited about it.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I'm very <laughs> excited. I think that that's just insane to me, like a crocodile <laughs> jumping at someone at the command of the duty just like and then crocodile eats the person's head off, I guess. Uh, yeah, that was pretty insane. Uh, I know there's a little bit of like, I guess, turmoil right now because Some of the like content creators for Far Cry are kind of upset about um, the map editor uh, not being there and they're not they don't have like the arcade feature. I think that's what it's called. Um, And I know that's upsetting some fans. And obviously Far Cry has been well known to use map editors for so long. Like that is kind of a big feature to be missing. Hopefully that means a better campaign out of it. But uh, Christian, are you upset about not having that stuff in there?
2: That is not the controversy I thought you were going to say. Oh, oh okay. <laughs>
0: honestly, I was in the same boat too
3: with you. Oh, I thought you were about. To talk I had no about
2: idea them. this was a thing. I yeah, sorry. <laughs> I
3: thought you were about to talk about the main one.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, I, I I haven't. I do know what you're talking about now, but I haven't actually looked into it. So please
2: inform me um the like elevator pitch i guess like the the quick summary of it is that um there's been a lot of like sexual misconduct allegations like in in, internally um that have just not been handled by upper management um so people are boycotting ubisoft for that reason and, and saying not to buy this upcoming far cry game gotcha
1: there's that and also the uh the fact that it's not a political game—I saw that being thrown around a lot—and just yesterday, the director was like, "Actually, it it is," and it was a weird back and forth that was happening mm. when the game came out. Uh, but it's just kind of mirroring what happened with Far Cry Five, where that game—they said they was going to be political—and then they backtrack and saying, "No, it's it's not going to be." And then the game came out, and it was kind kind of was <laughs> But yeah, it's just interesting to see how the company itself is handling its yeah. its. Uh, you know its own games and culture and stuff like that surrounding the game itself. But yeah, we shall we shall see. Sean, Did, are you excited for the game itself, the Far Cry Six?
3: I am, but shockingly, it's not because I've I've played two Far Cry games in my entire time, and one was literally I just played the DLC of Blood Dragon.
2: Thank uh, you. That was,
3: <laughs> yeah, that, the only that good was,
2: Far Cry game. Yeah.
3: <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> but honestly, the mo- thing thing I'm most So Far Cry is known for its villains, for its outstanding villains performance, basically. And I don't know if you guys are like me as far as Breaking Bad, even more or less, I guess, Mandalorian recently, but Giancarlo Esposito is an amazing actor. I'm curious how even more amazing he's going to be as a video game villain. I mean, he plays a villain so well in so many TV shows, and if that translates, I mean, I can only imagine how well that story is going to be. I mean... I, I buy Assassin's Creed every time it comes out, so it's not like I'm not used to, like, outposts and a bunch of stuff on my map to clear out and all that stuff. Um, but just to kind of see that story and how it really unfold, that's what really interests
1: me. Uh, and moving on to our next story, Sony News. Got a lot of it from, a lot of little tidbits from a little uh, PlayStation blog post that we got earlier today uh, from the PlayStation Studios boss, Herman Hulse. He had a lot to say about first-party developers and what they're, all the 25 games that they're working on over there, um, one of which, Sony Bend, uh, or Bend Studios, is working on an original game, a new IP, and they're also interested, or Sony Studios, PlayStation Studios, I should say, is interested in growing the PC uh, gaming audience as well, so they're going to bring on legacy games over there. Um, so excited to see what else they bring over. But most importantly, God of War 2 has been delayed until 2022, which a lot of people were kind of expecting, but it's great that they finally addressed it. Um, but as well, God of War, the new sequel, and Grand mo 7 are going to be cross-gen, so it'll be playable on PS5, but also it'll be available on PlayStation 4. So for those, namely me, who haven't gotten a PS5 yet, <laughs> they'll still be able to play the God of War game when it comes out. Uh, because you can bet your bottom dollar by 2022. I will not have a PlayStation 5 still. <laughs> so I'm excited to be able to still play God of War when it does come. And Horizon Forbidden West is still planned to be coming out this year, holiday 2021. Um so yeah, that's that's pretty much the big tidbits that I saw from there. Um what are your guys' thoughts about any of the news, but more specifically God of War 2 being delayed and being cross cross-gen? I'm a little disappointed
3: about sony bend um i don't know i i thought they kind of had something there uh with uh oh my god why am i just drawing like, a blank i was just thinking days of a game. yes yeah. days gone and I, I know you uh christian have you played
2: days gone no i i don't okay. think i will
3: okay so like i i did play it last year when it was on sale um i didn't buy it at launch but i i actually really enjoyed it i thought the concept was really good and I know this might be a controversial opinion, but I honestly liked it better than The Last of Us 2 in the end. Um, mostly gameplay-wise, I know. I, I, think, I think I just gave River a heart attack on that. <laughs> <laughs> um not so played much...
1: Gone Yet, so it's not fair for me to say that, <laughs> but so I loved The Last of Us. story
3: yeah. but I, you just really felt that apocalyptic, and I liked how... It was zombie esque where you actually felt terror. I mean, the hordes are one of the most stressful things I've ever dealt with in a game. Like, planning it, how to deal with it. I really liked how, even on the PS4, they were able to do all that stuff. Um, I just, I was really hoping they kind of would maybe flush that out. We, I don't see Last of Us Part 3 coming, so I feel like they could have kind of taken over the zombie franchise, if you would, in PlayStation's wheelhouse. I just don't think it sold enough. I also know there had to, we'll probably never find out, but there had to be some delays and all that stuff with that game because of how long it took Bend. Um, but God, word, you stole my freaking E3 prediction,
1: so thank you. Uh, Christian, what do you think about the PlayStation blog, blog?
2: Yeah, I wanted to just add real quick that uh, in, in that blog post, um, uh, there's a, a link to the um, PlayStation podcast uh, episode which is a, a full twenty minute uh, minute interview with Sid Schumann and uh, Herman Holst, which I think um people should listen to for further than than just reading the article because I think it gives her, like Herman and the whole like PlayStation Studios like um, sort of this idea of where they're kind of at mentally in terms of operation um in comparison to like that article that came out just a few weeks ago, um specifically about Ben Studio. And how they're kind of the team that's transitioning to like support Naughty Dog. This seems very antithetical to that. It seems very much like no, they're very aware um, that uh, these studios like need to have like some kind of positive relationship with uh, their own team, and and they have their own IP that they want to work on. And Bend is like excited about the new IP they're actually working on now, which is uh, was a surprise to me. I thought they were going to be just focusing on. Um, you know, helping Naughty Dog or or kind of down in the dumps about you know losing days gone as a a franchise, so um, yeah, I I, I am excited to see what what they'll do next. Um, and I am very excited that uh, games are coming to PS4 as well. Not enough people have PS5s out in the wild right now, and the more people that can play these games, the
1: better. Definitely. Uh, Daniel, any, any thoughts? Sorry,
0: no, you're good. Uh, I wonder if. The whole shortage issue and people having issues getting the consoles affected that at all because, like, as we know, like, what was it like a year or so ago that Sony had said at that time, like, no, we have generations and you know, we're gonna launch PS5 exclusives, and then they kind of backtracked that a little bit and said, no, we're gonna release on last gen as well. Uh, so I kind of wonder if, like, the whole console shortage issue right now is kind of propelling part of that. Uh, I don't know if you guys think the same thing or not, but that's just kind of what what I was thinking of why we're still getting PS4 versions. Obviously, there's over 100 million PS4s out there, so that's a no-brainer to get those sales. But uh, maybe at the same time, it's for the people who can't get their hands on a PS5 yet as well. And I felt like another big this generation gets extended by a, a year because of mm. all the stuff that happened. Yeah.
3: Cause you're right. It is. They have to both generate or both consoles, sorry, Xbox and uh PlayStation, set, even though they hit astronomical numbers still with launches consoles, they still did not get to do what they really both wanted to do. And it's nothing that was in really their control. So I I a hundred percent agree with you, Daniel, that it's probably going to be an extension almost.
0: I feel like another big piece of this as well was uh, Sony coming out and saying, hey, we're going to continue to support uh, PC audience as well uh, and continue to put PlayStation games on PC when the time is right. They said, obviously, they said it'll still come first to PlayStation and then later to PC. And I'm sure that will depend on the title as well. If it's a bigger title, they'll probably wait longer to put it on PC to drive people to buy a PlayStation. But uh, I think that's exciting as well to get more people into, you know, these great games that maybe didn't play them before because they never bought a PlayStation and they just have a PC at home. So, yeah, I think that's awesome. And soon we're going to be to the point where PC players literally just get everything because Microsoft already puts all their first party games on PC and Sony is seemingly getting closer to that. So, yeah, that's exciting. Except for Nintendo.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) And
0: that'll never happen.
1: (laughs) And our final story today is the E3 Awards, kind of. So E3 organizer uh, ESA has announced that there will be an official E3 2021 award show held on the final day of E3. Uh, Set to be held on the 15th, the E3 2021 awards will be presented to games that have been showcased across the four-day live event, uh, the winners will be selected from editors from IGN, GameSpot, PC, GamesRadar, uh, PC Gamer, sorry, and games Radar. The awards are focused on the most anticipated games at E3, including an overall winner from the games shown across the entire show. So not exactly like the TGA, like the, the Game Awards, um, but uh, a cool little way to, you know, end cap the, the E3, I guess. So I thought that was pretty neat. Uh interesting to give I mean it, it happens all the time, but it's interesting to give games awards that haven't come out yet, but we shall we shall see how that goes. Um but yeah, any any quick thoughts about that one or can we move into the games we were playing? I
2: wanna I, wanted, I wanted to say I thought it was I thought it was weird. Yeah, you know, it like was, that <laughs> this Year's E3 like I don't think is in person anyway. So yeah. yeah. In hind and like now that I thought about it, it's actually kind of a cool way to to give these devs and these teams
1: the recognition they pro- they deserve. Fair yep. enough. Yeah. Dude. All right. Moving in to the game. Oh, I did forget to say Battlefield 6 reveal on June 9th. Sorry, I, I skipped over that one, but that was another story in here. Can't but wait. Battlefield 6 uh, is being revealed on June 9th, so that's not too far away. I'm also, can't wait, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, if there's, any, if there's nothing you guys want to say about Battlefield 6, we can move into the games that we're playing. Sorry, I completely missed that one. I'm just excited for dem- just excited. destruction. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
2: also like why why is the reveal so early I'll, I'll be yeah yeah
1: <laughs> good lord true um but daniel why don't you yes. start us off and tell us what you have been playing i have been playing mass effect legendary edition
0: and of course I'm still playing master chief collection guys that never changes right. but uh, yes. <laughs> mass effect legendary edition i'm trying t- my best to get through mass effect one Uh, because my time is limited and, uh, but I have enjoyed it so far. And obviously I talked about this last week, uh, when I was on my solo adventure, I think. Uh, and, uh, I'm loving it so far. It's really, really good. The gameplay enhancements that they've done, like the shooting feels a lot better than what the original mass effect felt like, you know, when it came out back in the day. Um, so I hope that, uh, I can continue to get through the first mass effect. Cause I want to get into like mass effect two and see how that looks visually. Uh, I probably, I don't know. I love mass effect, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through mass effect two and three because they're just so long. I, there's so many hours, like my goodness. Um, but yeah, very excited so far. I love everything and, uh, I hope I don't murder anyone accidentally.
2: <laughs> how many hours are you into
0: ME1? I believe about six and I don't think it's that long. I think it's pretty short compared to mass effect two. If I remember correctly, so should be, should be getting, getting
2: there, you know,
1: Christian, what have you been up to?
2: Yeah. Like Dan, I've been playing the legendary edition. I just beat mass effect one last week. Took me about 12 hours, which is five hours (laughs) below the average. I think I, I, Ran through it too quickly, I think. Uh, which is fine, because I'm excited to get into Mass Effect 2, which I heard is, like, the actual good one, so... Yes. Now wait. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Ro, we talked about a little bit about this in the pre-show, but I've been playing some Destiny 2. Finally did the uh, Vault of Glass raid from Destiny 1 uh, yesterday, actually. Oh, interesting. Uh, interesting. I, 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 we, You and me can talk about this privately, because there's some changes <laughs> that, like, I didn't like at first, but now we're actually kind of fun now that i think about it okay. you'd be surprised and number of people who don't know what they're doing uh, <laughs> right that, yeah that, that ray came out like seven years ago so that makes sense yeah and then i also wh- sorry wh- what was it i just wanted to ask you what the what the change was real quick that she didn't that she found was weird so you remember the oracles that spawn in in the uh the templar
1: you yeah have to,
2: like shoot the oracles mm-hmm. so now there's a timing mechanism so you uh have to shoot them in the order that they they spawn
1: in yes yeah so, okay uh,
2: Adds yeah. an extra layer of stress when you're actually providing <laughs> a bunch of ads, but uh, yeah, right. it's very fun. Yeah. yeah. And then I, lastly, I bought a Quest two uh, oh, last nice. week. It came in yesterday because <laughs> my friend wanted to play VR chat, and so I was like, okay, why not? So this yes. is that's a thing I'm doing now. Yeah. Nice. So now three quarters <laughs> of the, of the last podcast. One. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, what have you been playing?
3: Uh so two things. As I just mentioned, uh, beating Resident Evil eight. Uh Daniel I think it's safe to say I liked it better than 7. Yes. Um I think at this point story I thought the story was better mostly cuz I don't have to spend that beginning part of Mia uh, um who I always found to be an annoying character. And then there was no drop off either just like we always talk about that last third of Resident Evil 7. I did not feel that way at all um in 8. I felt pretty engaged wow. the whole time. Uh I love the enemy variety. Uh, regardless of the weirdness of having like lichens and stuff inside of Resident Evil game, it made sense in their story and I like how it kind of tied together Uh, curious where the DLC will go Uh, I know there is probably going to be because they did so for Biohazard uh, but yeah I can't recommend that game enough it, it's uh, really it was a really
0: really fun game without spoiling anything how did you like like how the end was just like like the last like quarter of the game or I don't know if it's quarter but the last ending part of the game was like so back and forth you're like what is going on like you had yeah. no idea what was going on it was a little uh, conjuncted on there.
3: Yeah. Um, I will say, you and I were talking about this uh, last week about, like, theories that I had. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say that I was proven right. So, yeah. I was very happy about that. Except for one thing that I never told you about, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't played it yet. Yeah. But definitely enjoyed it. And then, uh, Christian, you were just talking about your uh, Oculus Quest you just got. Uh, I've been playing uh, Star Wars VR Pinball. Uh, I told you guys about that a while ago that I was going to get that, and I ended up doing so. Uh, graphically, it's not terribly impressive. I know they're updating the game. That's been pretty much the main complaint. Uh, but the really cool factor of, like, creating your own Star Wars fan cave is really releasing the inner and outer geek in me that, like, I'm, like, customizing this area that, like, if I had all the money in the world, I would do this type of thing. Uh... And the pinball tables are pretty cool except for the Mandalorian table. I really do not like the Mandalorian table. It's probably the weakest one in the set. Uh but to see the old classic Star Wars one uh from a new hope, that is that kind of really brings me back to like my childhood and stuff like that at arcades or soccer games where you could play those things. So
1: that's all. Well, I love me some pinball. <laughs> moving on oh well i have to tell you guys about I my like, games oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> actually i have not even played the vog the vault of glass raid yet and i'm bummed about it but i will be next week i'm pretty sure i'll be able to talk about destiny 2 again but um dragon quest 11 i started playing that on game pass and i am loving it mainly because of after watching the dragon quest uh trip uh showcase uh, that happened last week and just kind of like not knowing anything about it but still enjoying it a lot like this this series looks like so much fun so i decided to finally give it a shot and i'm really enjoying it i was not expecting to be this blown away visually it's a really pretty game um and i'm loving the story so far so i'm excited to complete it and hopefully go backwards and play the rest but uh so far i'm having a really good time with uh, dragon quest 11. Uh, Stonefly also came out yesterday, I believe, and this is an indie game by Flight Studio. I may be incorrectly saying the the, the uh, indie game studio's uh, name, but it's a really cool uh, mech game where you're uh, the size of a, a bug, and you are flying through trees basically, and you fight against other bugs like tinier you but uh it's like a pacifist combat so instead of beating up the bugs like pumbling them to death you use air to like flip them on their back and then push them off off of uh the leaves that you're floating on to kind of get your get them out of the way so you can resource hunt and stuff like that i'm really enjoying it it has a beautiful art style um this the company was flight school so i almost got it right but uh yeah it's a really cool game uh I love the visuals, again, and uh, the combat is very unique, so that's been keeping me hooked as well. Um, has its issues here and there, but still pretty good. And finally, finally got to 3D Worlds plus Bowser's Fury. I beat Bowser's Fury uh, a couple of days ago. Really enjoyed it. Oh, well, as we said at the beginning of the show, I haven't technically beat it because <laughs> I haven't gotten all the cat shines yet. But I did uh, take down Bowser. So Bowser Jr. is happy and, and all that jazz. Not happy as you saw by the end, but it was it was a good time. It was a very good time. But uh, but Christian, you had a hot take oh, at the gosh. beginning. Oh, I what did, was it again? I, I wasn't gonna bring oh, it back no. up, but okay. uh, I, I think uh, Bowser's Fury is better than uh, Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey, and I had this time to think, and I completely disagree. No, <laughs> and that's okay. No, it that's is uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I but I, I respect it absolutely. I respect it because it is a great game. Um, but so is Odyssey really good but uh yeah had a great time uh, i wouldn't say to pick up bowser's fury if you aren't I, I guess christian would disagree but i i wouldn't say that this is like a 70 dollars game if you want to play replay 3d world like i did i am getting my full money's worth out of it but i wouldn't say pick this up if you just want to play bowser's fury that's just just my two cents there um, but moving on, finally, to the E3 predictions time. I completely failed you. We still have 20 more minutes, but maybe we'll go a bit longer. But uh, yeah, I just thought we would go around in a circle. I guess we could start with Daniel, uh, Christian, uh, Sean, then me, and then reverse back to Daniel. Um, but yeah, uh, you guys can, or Daniel, I guess you could start us off. Uh, just to say it real quick, Ubisoft is on j- June 12th. Uh, Xbox is on June 13th. Nintendo is on June 15th. I don't know if we've got any other dates from anybody else, but those are the big three that I know we're excited for. But Daniel, please kick yes. us off with your E3 prediction. It could be from anywhere. I just want to thank
0: the E3 gods for not putting the Xbox conference during my vacation again, because it was almost there. I'm literally oh coming back from vacation the day before <laughs> The conference. Are you kidding me? Is this going to be two years in a row? But thank you. Uh, Yeah. So for my first prediction, with that being said, uh, I bet no one can guess it's going to be Halo Infinite related.
2: Uh, I did not see that coming. Yes. I thought it was going to be Perfect Dark related. Well, yeah.
0: Uh, If people watch my E3 predictions, I don't think Perfect Dark is going to be at E3 this year. So uh but my first prediction guys halo infinite's multiplayer flighting which is essentially the their beta testing for halo infinite multiplayer i think will be announced to begin immediately following the press conference on sunday june 13th uh Yes, I'm very excited about this. And obviously, a lot of people have been talking about how Halo Infinite's already been shown like four years in a row now, essentially. Uh, E3 2018 was their initial reveal of Halo Infinite. But this is the year that it's literally got to show all of its cards because it has to. It's coming this fall, right? It's coming. Please don't tell me it's <laughs> doing uh, oh, to So... <laughs> Uh, we're gonna get a good look at multiplayer, I think, and we're gonna get a, another uh, revised look at campaign and hopefully it impresses people more more than the first time. I was still I, I was happy with what we got last year, but I know a lot of people were disappointed by the graphical fidelity of it. So very excited to see what updates and enhancements they've made. And yeah, I believe multiplayer flighting will begin
1: immediately. Christian, what is your first prediction?
2: Um, I think at the Xbox conference, a new trailer for Hellblade Senua's Saga is ready to go, uh, with a release date window of spring 2022, coming to Games Pass and Ninja Theory um is not done. They also have an update on Project Mara to show off.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Exciting. Double Project both. Mara. Whoa. Was that the was that the ballerina thing? Am I crazy? No, that was that was really realistic. Oh, okay, I really? searched up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow, yeah, cool. I I'm excited to hear more about that too. I completely forgot about that. That's awesome. I hope it's I hope it's there. I hope you're right. Uh, Sean, what do you got?
3: Uh, so another Xbox One. Xbox will either announce with Bethesda the Evil Within three being exclusive to xbox yes or another uh original ip from uh shinji magami
1: so daniel that got you excited <laughs> question,
0: yes i love the evil within <laughs> but uh question with them making ghostwire tokyo still and that hasn't come out yet is are they do they have like two teams you think or See, that's what I was kind of wondering, like, but I feel like at this point
3: in at least COVID times, I think this at this E3, we're going to accept a lot of things that we wouldn't accept in the past. Like Nintendo got so much crap for the Metroid logo. Yes. Um. So did Sony. And what was that? Uh, 2015, 2016, where it was just basically four logos of a bunch of games that were coming. I feel like we're going to be a lot more forgiving this year as gamers as a collective for that. So that's kind of where my mind is thinking that something like this will be announced.
0: Mm.
3: Because I don't think they just got Bethesda just for Bethesda Game Studios. They have so much in their wheelhouse, and this is something that I think they should lean into because
1: Xbox does not have really a horror franchise Uh, My next one is an Xbox One and horror-related. And my prediction also kind of goes off of what you said with how Nintendo got crap for just showing off a logo. Um, I think this is just going to be a logo. Uh, I think the Kojima rumors are true. I know this is a crazy one, but I think he shows up at the Xbox conference and literally just talks about his partnership, about a new game. I think it's a horror game. And he's just going to show off the logo and say, I hope you're excited. I hope you're <laughs> excited, and then that's it. No release date, nothing. He's just there to confirm that yes, I'm working with Xbox for my next game. Hmm. That that was one of my predictions as well. It was, yeah, nice. <laughs> Did Kojima you have anything to
2: to add uh, to mine? No, it was literally just Kojima's here. <laughs> <Kojima's laughs> nice. here. Yeah. That's essentially here. what Sony banked on for like four years. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> true. Mm-hmm. Here's our new look at Death Stranding for the seventy seventh
1: time. Uh, is it mine? Right. I don't remember. I was gonna go backwards, but we can. Okay, we yeah, can do that. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna. So Sean basically is okay. next. Oh, if you're okay, it's good. Yes. Okay. Uh, it
3: <laughs> okay. Um. So I couldn't remember, and I was trying to look it up. If EA is having any type of event, they're I know they not. used to have EA. Okay, but they're so having thinking, EA Play,
0: but it's like I think it's July.
3: It's later. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Ah. I doubt it'll be now knowing that doubt, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's very high hope for me. Because EA has been so against remaster collections, they just finally did with Mass Space. Effect. They're going to announce a Dead Space yes. trilogy collection yes. to test the waters Whoa. and hopefully get a support base four. And people fine. will realize that Dead Space Three is not as terrible as a game as everyone <laughs> says it is. It just had some issues. Yeah. It wasn't a horror game anymore.
1: Yeah. That will be cool. That is. Cool. Will I play it? I don't know. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: if you don't play Resident Evil, you're not playing this. I think this <laughs> okay. one was scarier than Resident Evil. <laughs> oh God. And it's funny because three was the one I was like, maybe I'll play this one because no one's scared of it. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but Christian, do you have another one? Uh, are we still doing Xbox? We can we we can go anywhere.
2: Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, hmm. I have a Nintendo one that I've been kind of pondering this entire time, and I'm still on the side, not decided. Okay. I have, like, a split, if if you'll stick with me. Either the new Nintendo Switch model is not shown or even talked about at all, or if it is revealed, we'll get both a Breath of the Wild sequel trailer along with
1: a new title for the next 3D Mario game. Oh. I... I will say that with the E3 announcement for Nintendo today, they did say that their Direct is going to be very software-focused or exclusively software. So I do agree. I don't think they're going to show off the Pro at their E3, but I do think the rumors are true, and I think we're pretty close. The rumors are true, and I think they are, that we're going to get an announcement for it soon, as early as tomorrow, I hope. But that's uh, just from the crazy stuff that I've been reading. And again, it is crazy stuff. But uh, I do think we're going to get a Switch announcement uh, before their presentation of the, for the, you know, for the pro model. Um, but yes, I would love a new Mario. Yes. <laughs> That's but uh, Daniel, yeah. what, what
0: do you got? On the, on the back of Christian's Nintendo prediction, I'm going to say Breath of the Wild 2 gameplay is shown off, which I think we have. We're probably going to get that. But I think we're going to get a March 2022 release date and I think they're going to show off some cool new feature that the sequel has. And Hookshot. Do what? Hookshot. It's the weapon that was oh. missing from the game. Would love yeah. that. That would be cool. Uh, But yeah, I think some kind of mechanic like obviously like the glider was so cool in that and climbing literally anything was so cool in that. I think they got to show some cool feature that, you know, to be like, hey, this is
1: a sequel to like one of the best Zelda games ever. So mm. yeah. I'm sorry, Christian and, and Daniel, did you, did either of you say that what release date do you think it's going to get? I said, like if it's March of 2022. Okay. I think and Christian, did you, did you, I did one? not give a date. No. Okay. And do you think we're going to get one at E3?
2: Man, I would love one. And <laughs> honestly, March sounds fantastic. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's early next year too. Um, yeah, that's just my my guess. I'm not going to give you my Breath of the Wild thing because I think both of you touched on it perfectly. Um, but my Nintendo one is... I think Skyward Sword is Nintendo's E3... or Nintendo's 35 celebration for Zelda. They're not doing any more ports. That's all you get. Skyward Sword. And instead, they're going to announce a new Nintendo 99 game, and that's how they're going to celebrate. And it's going to be called Zelda 35, similar to Mario 35. And it's a nice little Nintendo... Uh, Online game. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I think it's going to be Zelda themed, and it's going to be out after their E3 show. So that's just a little little one for oh, Nintendo man. over there. Real quick, I had here. the exact same thing. Bro. I, did,
3: yeah. I had uh, Mario Mario 35 like or Zelda uh, yes. Mario 35 because I was like, yeah. There's, they're not going to do anything else. I don't and think
1: so either. As sad as yeah. it is, yeah.
3: And we everyone's been begging for a Zelda Maker. I don't think we're going to get something like that. Um in the vein of like Super Mario Maker, but I do see some sort of 2D Zelda thirty-five type thing.
1: Alright. Yeah. Um okay, I think I, I did this really badly, but I think Daniel, it's it's your turn to go as we're going back. Oh. Now.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm so confused. I could just right I now. could just
1: go in a circle just right. going forward if you want. Okay. So I could so Sean would be next and we'll just keep going like that. Alright. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's probably uh, easier.
0: <laughs> my third prediction and This probably isn't the best prediction because it's never going to come true as much as I want it, but every year, I want it. (laughs) Splinter Cell. Give us freaking Splinter Cell. I've been waiting for freaking years. Blacklist came out in 2013. Where is Splinter Cell? Give us freaking Splinter
2: Cell. I want it so badly. With Michael Ironside. You want to hear something funny? Yeah, what's it? My, my, you, one of my Ubisoft predictions is that Sam Fisher is at the conference in some fashion, but he yeah. is not getting a new splitter. So, No! Game. I, I did the same no. thing
1: just for Daniel. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's, he'll that's, be there, but not for his own. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, they literally did that so much. La- I think last year theory or the e- or well, the last one that we had, they the freaking whole anime.
1: Oh, that, yeah. that was so Ubisoft forwards, they do it at the Ubisoft forwards too. Oh, yeah, just. Just everything to make you sad, Daniel. You'll yes. be a Fortnite skin. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. no. No. Come on. <sighs> yeah. uh, oh, Christian? What is your
2: next one? You get a Metroid Prime Four update, and then at the yes. Nintendo conference, but it's tiny. It's literally <laughs> a dev saying we are still in development and excited to show you more. And you get like two, maybe three uh,
1: concept art like photos. And that's oh, wow, it. wow, wow. I I have the same thing here. Not not the same thing, but I do think it's time for us to hear from the Metro team. I don't think it's going to be a lot either. Um, the the first announcement was 2017, and I think. 2019 was when they announced that they're restarting the or rebooting the development. So no way do I think this game is anywhere near being done. But I do think it is time for us to see more. And as you said, an update. I think they've had enough time to do like a nice little cinematic trailer for us. It doesn't <laughs> have to be like gameplay, just like a, a nice cinematic trailer showing Samus instead of just a logo. But I think we get like a nice, a short, but a nice teaser trailer that is animated and it's just not not the logo only
0: may <laughs> but god, i agree may god help nintendo if they yeah. just show like an image or something and oh, or just no. say yeah it's coming they'll do it though oh, I, would it be unlikely you know? <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, it,
1: yeah totally totally so we'll see where it. christian's coming from yeah exactly yeah <laughs> we'll we'll take it exactly um but sean what what do you have there
3: uh, so this one is for Daniel, and the likelihood of it is very slim, but we'll see. Because I, I just want him to play it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Part Two will be announced with a trailer at the Xbox uh, conference, wow. uh, saying that because basically that it, both versions will now be on Xbox.
0: Um,
3: we know it's not a console exclusive as far as Final Seven, uh, Final Fantasy Seven, the remaster version. Um, they have said that before that it's not going to be a console exclusive or anything. And I think with Sony not having a presence really with E3 stuff, I think that's kind of the perfect way to get you in because a lot of people, more so than ever, too, are going to be watching Xbox Game uh, Conference this year. And so, what a better way to kind of talk about your game and get people even more hyped for it? Kingdom Hearts, remember, eventually, finally, did come the Xbox. Yeah, it's true. So it is possible. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that would be crazy for Microsoft if they did that.
3: Oh yeah. my god. I think and Daniel, you're gonna disagree. That would be bigger news in the grand scheme of things with gaming, more so than showing anything Halo Infinite. Because Final Fantasy is untouchable in PlayStation. Yeah, but that is an
0: untouchable third
3: party partnership.
0: I think the big the biggest thing is is the, the the biggest issue with that in my eyes is is the Final Fantasy audience isn't necessarily on Xbox. So I don't know obviously it would be a big like news story uh, for that to be like coming to Xbox and all of that. But I don't know that I don't know that the wide uh, Final Fantasy audience is on Xbox, though. I don't know.
3: No, but Phil's been pretty vocal about wanting to get JRPGs onto his console yeah. um, and Final Fantasy seven remake is a very good introduction into JRPGs because it is an action RPG before it
1: is a Japanese one. Hmm. um so for for mine i'll I'll stick with the uh, square enix here do they they have their own show right or are they as i Sean couldn't said, remember or... either i
3: thought they did but then i i was unsure of it because i didn't see that you post that time so that's mm-hmm. why i just included it with xbox
1: okay it potentially, if they do have their own own thing, I can definitely see them talking more about uh, The War on Wakanda, the new DLC for mm-hmm. Marvel's Avengers. And I think we're going to get some story gameplay. So it'll be like some cool cutscenes mixed in with some Black Panther gameplay. Um, and it will end with a release date. I think we're going... Well, I, th- I think they actually have a roadmap for it. So we have a release window now. But uh, I think we're pretty close... Close to that coming up, mainly because it was supposed to come out a while ago and it got delayed for a good reason. For in respect of Chadwick Boseman's death, so I think they're pretty far along with the DLC. So I'm, um, I think we we it's time that we see uh, some actual gameplay from it, and I don't think it's too far away. Uh, the for us being able to to play it as well, but I think on the roadmap there's still a couple of things before we get that. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see some gameplay being shown off at Square Enix is uh conference if they have one again
0: <laughs> yeah that's cool
1: uh daniel what do you got
0: i have another xbox one uh of course i'm <laughs> an xbox guy so i got a bunch of xbox, <laughs> xbox series uh,
3: x daniel an xbox
0: one oh gosh that's a terrible <laughs> joke <laughs> i was like wait a minute what? oh okay uh yeah uh this <laughs> is gonna be maybe a one from the left field but I'm going to throw a dart and hope it sticks. Battlefield six. I'm saying is coming day one to game
2: pass. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because
0: mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are uh, Phil Spencer has even talked about this, how he wants like third parties to be launching with game pass. And we got that with outriders. Obviously outriders isn't on the same scale whatsoever as battlefield six. But Outriders ended up doing pretty well uh, on Game Pass uh, specifically as well as other places. But uh, yeah, I think it, it could happen, uh,
2: but it'll be interesting. Do you think it'd be console only or console and PC? Uh, honestly, I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. I know with EA pl- or um Is it EA Play? It was EA Access. I think it's EA Play now. Uh, With that whole partnership with Microsoft and uh, EA Play being included with Game Pass, they now do that where all EA Play games are on PC and console. So maybe that's definitely a possibility. Um, But uh, yeah, that'll be
2: interesting. I like it. Yeah.
1: Christian, you got any more for us?
2: Yeah, I got three more to choose from. Sweet. I'm trying to see how bold I should be or not. Go big or go home. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll go I'll go my biggest one. Oh. Every, every game shown at Xbox's conference will be on Games Pass. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> and they'll let it be known at the beginning. Every game we're going to show today will be on Xbox Games Pass. Um,
0: which they did that last year, I think, right? Am I crazy in thinking that?
3: Uh you Did yeah, they? during their montage I thought they put something on there. And I know you mean the last E3, not just last year. Last but, right. July, yeah. For their yeah, But I that. do remember that being a thing.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this there's some weight to what I just predicted. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sean, how do you have any more for us as well? I have one more. Uh oh. and it is a pie in
3: the sky while also an <laughs> FU to the conference. Um <laughs> And it is going to be Sony stealing the show, i.e. Insomniac. And again, I know this is not true, but I just (laughs) wanted to write it out and say it out loud. Uh, Insomniac is officially going to announce Spider-Man 2 with both Miles Morales and Peter Parker as playable characters in the fashion of GTA 5, where you can switch on the fly. And then they will also introduce Spider-Gwen into their universe.
1: Oh, my. (laughs) Insane. (laughs) Oh, man, I would love that. I would yeah. love that so much. I Again, it's yeah. not going to have it, but it's just a yeah. giant you to the conference. <laughs> yeah. I still think Spider-Man 2, uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 for PS4, is still just going to be Peter, and you're not going to be able to play as Miles. But I would, oh man, if you could switch between them, I would love that so much, man. Especially I really if was there. Miles
3: in the next one, I black oh, yeah. to Peter. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that honestly, you got a point because they teased Venom. Uh, with the after credits and everything, yeah. uh, and a little bit of the DLC, so it's—I I don't know how you don't do that. And it, just like Christian said, like maybe something with Miles kind of rescuing Peter Parker in the end, or something like that.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: that'd be sick.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to decide what I—I I go with next.
3: Uh, We're all announcing crazy ones, so if you got yeah, a crazy one,
1: <laughs> crazy. I I. Kinda it's crazy for B I guess <laughs> but uh i'm gonna I'm just gonna say it now uh, so crash team racing has returned um, Sonic team racing had a nice little. Revival as well. uh, I think two years ago in 2019. I'm saying Kirby Air Ride is back, baby. (laughs) God, Kirby Air Ride 2 is here. The trailer opens the same way the GameCube opening does with Kirby in this barren wasteland just driving on his warp star. The two little witches following him in the back. And we don't know what it is yet, but the people out there who know what it is, know what it is. And the music hits and he flies off the cliff and Meta Knight is following him. Kirby Air Ride 2 that's that's my big one it's it's here and i'm so excited i i think kirby needs like a little bit of a shake-up uh and i think kirby era would be a great spinoff to like kind of bring it back and i i this is very selfish i just just really want it to come back <laughs> um but yeah that's that's my big pie in the sky definitely not going to happen thing but uh i would really? love it so much if it happened
2: <laughs> i got chills here you describe the opening cut yes oh man like I thought it was real for just a second.
1: <laughs> I wish it was. I wish it was. <laughs> oh, man. So do you guys have any any other ones? I, I have a couple more if you guys still have more to, to go around the circle.
0: I have one more. So Okay. Uh, my last one, and it, it's not really a crazy one based on some, you know, leaks and information that's out there, I guess, if they end up being true. But... I think that Starfield will be announced as Xbox and PC exclusive, and we'll get a little slice of gameplay. And they will announce that it's coming fall 2022. Nice.
1: I think yes. we're, we're time for some Starfield gameplay as well. Yes. I I yes.
2: disagree, Dan. I think there is a Starfield trailer, and there is still no gameplay at Ooh, all. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of with Christian on that one. All
0: right.
2: We're Let's gonna go we're it? gonna tally <laughs> these results, by the way. <laughs> so excited
1: um, oh,
3: so Xbox is going to announce games uh, Nintendo is going <laughs> to announce
1: games there will be games I got safe uh, Christian do you have any final ones that you'd like to share uh, I have two more and I'll, I'll just
2: give them out now um, Sounds good. one bit more tame for, uh, for Ubisoft uh, Rainbow Six uh, Parasite gameplay is shown right. off the name cool. change is official and hmm. it's coming uh, October 15th um, and then my pie in the sky is that, yes, you heard it here first. It's time for a new Yoshi's Island. We're finally getting it. I
1: like it's that. Exciting. I like that. I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> uh, Sean, do you have any more that you want to throw out? Um, I don't
3: think so. The last thing that I even had was just uh, what I want to hear, and we were just talking about it earlier, is I just want more information on... um. Uh, Project uh, Triangle Strategy. Hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that art style and everything like that. I want to see a lot more from it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to throw out my final ones as well. I think... uh, Oh, I already talked about the new Switch. I think it's going to be announced before E3. uh, Just like I guess everybody has been saying on Twitter. (laughs) But I do think we're going to get a closer look at Division Heartlands, at Ubisoft's Forward, um, and... A new Donkey Kong, which has been rumored for a while as well. I think we're going to see that at Nintendo's thing. Right. Um, and this is another crazy one, kind of like the the Kirby one, but I do think we're going to see Cuphead DLC at Xbox's thing. Finally. I think we're finally yeah. Right. We're finally- I thought about that. I just don't trust them right now. <laughs> yeah. And I and I Rook. think it's coming coming later this this year, which is also easy it's- for me to say. But I, I, at the very least, I think we're going to see some DLC gameplay at Xbox. Rooks bro, I had uh, both 3D Donkey
2: Kong and Cuphead DLC uh, yes. in mind, so I'm, I'm with you. I'm hoping. <laughs> nice. We're of the same
1: mind. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's hope. All right. Well, that was... Those were our E3 predictions. Were we completely right? Completely wrong? A little bit right? We'll, we'll have to wait and see when E3 our comes E3 around. <laughs> Have to wait and see until E3 comes the the kickoff with Jeff Keighley starts next week Thursday. Super excited for whatever that is going to be at Summer Games Fest. But E3 proper starts uh later. Um, but yeah, very excited. I love E3 time. Um, but yeah, anything else you guys want to say before we we sign off? I I believe
0: we are live streaming the Xbox conference too, Roro.
1: Yes, on June 13th on Sunday. Yeah, yes, very excited can't wait i have to thank you for reminding me I have to book that day off because <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have work but i will make sure that i am not working <laughs> but yes can't wait can't wait um but yeah until next time everyone thank you everyone for joining us both live on youtube and on switch as well as podcast services everywhere including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundclive spotify and stitcher you catch us live on every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern uh but until next time everyone Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sean, Daniel, and Christian. Until next time, later will be greater. Much love. Are you going to finish it? it? Deuce.